new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are here to preview Arizona men's basketball, who will be playing Cincinnati in the Maui Classic tomorrow. I think technically, technically it's the too. Maui Invitational. Maui Invitational. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be already be Monday. Um, I hope you guys get a solid nap because it is local Arizona time. 9.30 p.m. tip-off. And because, I found this out, because Arizona is at the on the bottom half of the bracket, they get ESPN's, like, de-announcing team. Ugh. Because if they were on top of the bracket, it would be Jay Billis and Dan Schulman. I wonder why that happened that way. <laughs> so, it's almost like ESPN doesn't like Arizona. I don't know why they do it, but, like, it's literally... I don't even know if you've heard of the guys, but... Before we get started, Shelby, yeah, it's that time of year. This episode of the Wildcat Scoop podcast is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. They're going to have a Black Friday sale starting November 18th. Yeah, two days ago. They went early on their Black Friday. But the sale uh, ends next Sunday on the 27th. Enter the code Black Friday, all capitals, one word, and you get 20% off the entire site. And Shelby, what I found out is cool. Is they have gift cards available as well. Ooh, so you can buy a gift card and then you can buy some awesome Arizona swag. Yeah, and obviously you're going to want your basketball swag because Arizona fans travel. We travel big. We travel. I'll use we. I don't give a shit. We travel <laughs> big. Shelby is going to Vegas. Aurora is going to Vegas. They will likely be wearing their home field apparel clothing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Shelby doesn't get arrested. No bathroom in all of Vegas is safe. Nope. When Shelby's in Hi-ya! attendance for a basketball game. Um, also, they're going to have a Cyber Monday deal once uh, the Black Friday deal runs out. So they'll have 20% off. The code will be Cyber Monday. We'll remind you, but the sale going on right now, Black Friday, one word, get your gear. Do it now. Maybe I'll get some new home field apparel gear for my birthday before we go to Vegas. Whatever you need, honey. Whatever looks good with handcuffs. You know what I'm saying? Mm, thank you. Whatever looks good with handcuffs. I like how you make it sound like I'm crazy and all I really want to do is go to a wine tasting or something. I'm yeah, not like she's, a crazy person. No, she's a beautiful woman. Very even keeled. Aurora, on the other hand, has no filter whatsoever. So I'll be in the press during the Cincinnati, during the Cincinnati, during the Indiana-Arizona game. But, um, we'll be in the stands as fans. Maybe we'll go out. Maybe we'll meet some of the members. We'll be staying mm-hmm. at the MGM Grand because that's where the tournament goes. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. If there's anyone that's going to Vegas for the Indiana game, maybe we'll all be near each other. That'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We can all have a $19 cocktail together. Woohoo! Anyway. Birthday cocktail. <laughs> um, She'll be turning 32. I am. Why. 32 again for the millionth time. 
Um, Cradle robber shears, what they call me. Wow. That, that sounded awful. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Pretty sure the police are at my door now. We're actually here to talk about the Maui Invitational, though. So uh, we've got all of that stuff out of the way. Um, for starters, Cincinnati lost against Northern Kentucky last week. What happened in that game? I watched that game, and it is time that I would like uh, back in my life. I could have done a lot more productive things with my life, but I watched that game. Uh, Cincinnati shot 53% from percent from the field in the first half. They led by four. You're like, oh, man, Cincinnati, they're going to run away with this thing at Northern Kentucky. Then they say to themselves, let's try something, Shelby. Mm-hmm. Let's try to beat this Northern Kentucky team without making a shot. Oh. They shot four for like 25 or something like that. They scored 11 points in the entire second half and lost by 13. The second half was a 17-point turnaround. Now, to their credit... Um, they won their first games, but that was their only thing that resembled a challenge similar to Arizona. Arizona's schedule has not been good. I'm not going to pretend like it has, but that was the closest thing to that resembled a challenge. And, uh, and Cincinnati lost it and only scored 11 points in the second half. Sometimes you got to be able to win ugly games. It's college basketball. We see plenty of ugly games, but it, uh, there's a difference between ugly games and scoring 11 points in a game. So that's what happened, but. You know, it's a shame, too, because I would have clearly liked to see them win, so this would be an undefeated. Even though Arizona's the better team and favored by eight and a half points, it would have been cool to see two undefeated teams play. Oh, well. We'll move wow. on. We'll move on. What position do you see is the biggest mismatch at? Yeah, so I don't think there's a big mismatch where Cincinnati has a clear advantage over Arizona. There actually isn't. But there is a matchup that... M- really catches my eye right away with Arizona and Cincinnati. Uh, Kirk Creesa is going against a Cincinnati team that really doesn't have a scoring or a, a threatening point guard. Micah Adam Woods is the starter, but he only plays like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, Rob Finnessy, the Indiana transfer, is basically the point guard for this team, but he has three points the entire season. He has three points in three games, and it was a three in the first game, I believe. Um, so he hasn't scored in the last two games. But they're two guys that don't look for their own bucket. And Kirk Creasley clearly is good enough as a defender. I'm not going to say he's the best defender in the world, but he's good enough as a defender to not let a guy that doesn't score go off against him. Meanwhile, Kirk Creasley is better in pretty much every facet of the game than those two guys. I think it is a clear advantage for Arizona um, there may not be other matchups in this tournament. I mean, point guard's going to be a tough matchup against some of the other teams. And obviously in the Pac-12, there's some good point guards. But if Kirk Risa plays even close to what he has played to begin this season, it is a major, major advantage for the Wildcats. Um, you know, Kirk Risa is just significantly better than anything Cincinnati offers at the point guard position. All right. Uh, from Arizona's perspective, what worries you the most? So there's two defensive matchups that are intriguing. And the first one is, you know, I'm under the assumption, and I could absolutely be wrong, um, that Azulis will guard Landers Nolly. Now, it is definitely possible that Pella guards Nolly and, and um, Tubelis guards Davenport. That is, it is very possible. But for this, I'm under the impression that Tubelis and Nolly will, will guard each other. It is one of those weird matchups similar to UCLA when Arizona can't really guard Jaime Jaquez and Jaime Jaquez can't guard Azulis Tubelas. Um, now, Noli is, is nowhere near as good as Jaquez, but 
these are two guys that probably can't guard each other at all. Um, now, Landers is, is 23% from three this season, but in his career, he's 34%, which means he could return back to the norm. He can get hot. Arizona needs to be careful at, at all times. He's that player. There's probably two of them on Cincinnati, and I'll get to the other one in a second. But he's probably one of those players where if Landers doesn't play well, Cincinnati isn't scoring a lot of points, and they're probably not winning the game. Um, to Bellis, you know, Cincinnati plays man. It would be smart for whoever Nolly's guarding to go right at him and try to get him out of the game early if they're not a deep team at all. But there's no way Landers is not as strong or big as Zoo, and Zoo may have difficulty on the perimeter. Um, it's a pretty, it's an interesting situation because Davenport also tends to play on the perimeter a little bit more too. But that's the matchup that I'm really curious about. And then I assume Courtney Ramey will guard David uh, Julius. David Julius last season was on the third team AC. This year he's picked to be on the second team. He led Cincinnati in scoring with 14 and a half points. He's a really good free throw shooter at 82%. He had 10 20 point games. Seven of them came in the conference. He's another one of those guys, like I said. If Landers and DeJulius don't play well, Cincinnati can't win. They're just not deep enough. Like, Arizona could get away with, like, Umar not playing well because there's other options, you know? And um, Cincinnati isn't really that team. And Courtney Ramey is kind of being thrown into the fire right away because I assume, I, I don't assume, he is going to be guarding DeJulius. And he's a very good offensive player. Now, Courtney Ramey has faced better, but... Remember, Ramey hasn't played the first three games of the year. Um, but he's a veteran. You kind of don't worry about that too much. But we're going to see right away how good Ramey is defensively. I assume he's going to make life a nightmare. And, and DeJulius is really going to have to earn it. But those are the two guys where if I'm an Arizona fan, I, I think those guys concern me the most. Because really, in my opinion at least, they're the two guys that are capable of going off offensively. I think some other guys can score on that team. But I think those are the guys that could drop 20 and kind of change the outcome of a game. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. Also, Julius Tubelis, and then the, you say, what is this guy's name? Julius Tubelis, and then David DeJulius. Wow. That's like in The Wedding Singer when if she married the guy who's the bad guy, her name would have been Julia Gulia. There's a lot of G sounds going on. This is on. why I married you, Shelby, right <laughs> here for this moment. Your knowledge surpasses anybody's when it comes to... Significant just, Maui invitation. I mean, it's, it's a funny name, and it sounds like our guy's funny name. Just saying. Um, okay. Uh, what does Cincinnati as a team do well? They don't turn the ball over a ton. They're uh, they're 33rd in the country in the turnover rate, according to Ken Palm. 
was actually better last season. They're a really good offensive rebounding team so far this season, better than last year. But again, like stats at this point of the season are skewed. Like Arizona shooting a ridiculous percentage from the from the field. They're not going to shoot the same percentage. They may wind up leading the country like they are now, but it won't be at the same percentage. Cincinnati is really good offensive rebounding, but they face teams that aren't very good at all, right? And so, you know, Arizona is going to return back to earth in this game a little bit, and, and so will Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's old. They're top 25 in the country in experience. They have guys that have played a lot of college basketball. So that's something where, you know, if the going gets tough, you assume Cincinnati won't crumble because of that experience. I don't think they crumbled against Northern Kentucky. I just think they couldn't make a shot. Um, but, you know, they're, uh, they don't turn the ball over. They're going to really challenge Arizona on the glass. And that's something that, you know, if Arizona doesn't rebound, the game is going to be closer than it should be. If Arizona rebounds, it, it really hurts Cincinnati significantly. All right. So on the flip side, what can Arizona take advantage of? So they're not an overly big team. As I mentioned, Landers is the power forward. He's 6'7". Arizona is going to have the uh, the height advantage. And Cincinnati is not, because of that, Cincinnati is not good defensively at the rim. Arizona should be able to get to the rim with success. Um, Cincinnati is also not a great shooting team, clearly. Uh, so if Arizona rebounds, you know, and they basically give Cincinnati one and done, um, it, it's going to be a tough night for Cincinnati. Cincinnati is weird because they press... Uh, but they don't force a ton of turnovers. And what's interesting is the last thing they want to do is run with Arizona. And Wes Miller basically said, he said that what he likes to do when he scouts is he likes to watch a game without reading anything about a team. And he picked Arizona's game against uh, Southern, I believe. And he said to himself, there's no way Arizona plays this fast every game. Like, it's just ridiculous. And then he said he saw the stats and looked at other tape and he's like, holy crap, they play this fast every game. Cincinnati is not built to play this fast. So I really do question if they will press. I think it's stupid if they press. If I'm Arizona and a team presses, I'm all for it. So you're saying they can't run with us. Oh, hashtag run Ooh, with us. hashtag run it's with just, us. Especially with, with Ramey, who can handle the ball and has more experience than Boswell. I, I could see this being a game that maybe Boswell doesn't play in a lot because of that press. But Arizona wants to make it fast. They want to try to... I assume Cincinnati is going to try to muck it up and make it ugly because if they try to get in the open floor and guard Arizona, um, Arizona is going to get to the rim and, and the game will be over pretty quick. I just don't think Cincinnati's built to, to do certain things against Arizona. Hmm. All right. Um, well, knowing all of that, how do you see the game playing out? I, you know, it, it, there are some concerns whenever you have two major scores, you say to yourself, look, what happens if DeJulius and Landers, my boy, I just call him Landers first name, we're on a first name basis. What happens if they go off for 20 points? What happens if Arizona is fool's gold a little bit because in the beginning of the season, they haven't played anyone well? What happens if the game is close? How does Arizona respond? But to me, when I look at this game, I just don't see how Cincinnati scores enough because I think Arizona is going to be able to score on Cincinnati. I think it's a much better offensive team and I don't think Cincinnati can keep with Arizona's offensive pace. So I'm probably, I haven't decided I'll decide in the next minute. No, I'll just decide now. Let me think. I'm going 80, 69, Arizona, 80 to 69, Arizona. I could see it being close at half when Arizona kind of gets gentle, gentle. I don't know if that makes sense. Accustomed. Gentle. When Arizona gets gentle, I have Arizona no has idea. To gently I was learn. looking at your face, and the first word that came to mind was gentle. Oh, Shelby. babe, that's 
That's so sweet. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah. Now, there are other games in Maui. Yes, because it is an invitational. Uh, Arizona will face the winner of Ohio State, San Diego State. San Diego State is favored by three and a half. I like the Aztecs in that one. Yeah, the Aztecs are pretty rough. That's going to be a, a wild game. Yeah. If Arizona wins and San Diego State wins, that is going to be a, a very, very interesting game because San Diego State isn't as good offensively, but they're very good defensively and they're very deep. Also, San Diego State fans, as we have details. I mean, <laughs> we have had lots of talks I don't want to get this. too far ahead. No. We'll get into that We have talked night. about San Diego State fans, and we will probably continue, but literally, I have not encountered a meaner <laughs> fan base in person. Not like the trolls, like UCLA trolls go after Jason all the time. I'm talking about in person, like fearing for your safety kind of thing. And then uh, Arkansas is favored by, over Louisville by 14 and a half. That's a walk. That's the easiest first round game. Uh, than any team in Maui has. And the one that really is the game of the day to me is Texas Tech Creighton. I think Creighton's favored, but um, that is going to be a fun game in, in differing style. So there's there's plenty of talent. We will have a review slash preview tomorrow night. We're going to have a long basketball podcast tomorrow night because we got to do a review slash preview. And also, it doesn't matter if it's a basketball, football, water polo podcast. There's only one thing. In Arizona football's mind, it is hate week this week, folks. Yeah, I mean, it already started because Arizona students struck first blood and they they uh, basically they, spray painted the painted ASUA. The, yeah. And then the Arizona A like is under lock and key by Tucson Police Department. Like, you can't even get up a mountain after a certain time. So I'm assuming there are people guarding RA. Um, also, just really quick, we want to do a shout out to Arizona women's basketball. They closed out their first home stretch of the season with a Wildcat win. They defeated Long Beach State tonight, tonight earlier today, actually, 86-64. Our daughter went with Papa Mike. Arizona's 1-0 when Brielle... I actually don't think Brielle has seen Arizona lose. I know. That's why I was nervous because they started off oh shaky. My gosh. And I was like, look, if, if Arizona loses and Brielle's in attendance... She's a little bit moody. We're, none of us are going to be home. Yeah, we were just going to skip being home and have my dad handle yeah, her. I mood. don't know. Where, what are you talking about? But fortunately, they turned it around and they did win. So shout out to the ladies. Great job. All the ladies independent. Throw your hands up at me. So yeah. And uh, a little dancing break. Want to shout out Colorado. I know their fans are listening. They love me. I'm going to do Pac-12 notes. What have I heard? Colorado is 100% of the assumption that they are hiring Deion Sanders. I don't know if it is a bad rumor or it is the truth, but quote-unquote Colorado insiders firmly believe that it is Deion Sanders. Wow. Um, also, their basketball team lost again, so they beat good teams and lose to bad ones. They got kicked. They've always been inconsistent, They got though. killed by Boise State. UCLA basketball losing two games in a row. I don't think UCLA is bad. I mean, they lost to clearly teams that were good. But I, judging by Mick Cronin's comments early in the season after those games, you can tell there's some definite concern. Um, you know, again, it's early, but I don't think the young guys are as good that maybe he thought. And really, they've become a two-man team uh, with Campbell and Hawkins. And if you, if you slow one of them down, they're, they're just they done. Just, they're so, just hobbled. Yeah. Well, is there anything better than sad Mick Cronin on the sidelines like when he sees that they're going to lose? Like, it's just so good. Yeah. Wow, Speaking you're... of UCLA losing, 
USC beat UCLA football last night. Yep. We, so UCLA uh, lost two weeks in a row, and their UCLA fans on the message boards are just like having a meltdown. Yeah, once again, I want to remind you that one of the most fun things to do is even tonight or in the morning, whatever, go to every major losing team's message board. So, like, go to an Ole Miss message board after they lost to Arkansas. Go to the UCLA board. Um, go to whatever it may be. Like, go down the line, and it is just remarkable. I mean, it is awesome. It, it is. is. It is fun to do. It's really fun. So. With that being said. With that being said. Oh, wait. One more shout out. Shout out to our Greg, who we encountered at EG's today on Oracle. He was very nice. He did say hello to Jason. They had a nice conversation. And then he did come over to us at the end uh, when he was leaving. And he said something nice to me. So, hello, Greg. We appreciate you. Also, we should shout out the Merchant Marine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We love everybody. We're just two peaceful human beings. All right. Bear down. Also, we would be remiss if we didn't shout out Arizona Cincinnati legend Miles Simon. Miles! I believe you watched the game back in the day when he hit the 60-footer to beat Cincinnati in Maui. I did. So, shout out to Miles Simon. Shout out to Shelby. For watching Miles Simon. Shout out to my parents who love Miles Simon because he went up to them in Nordstrom's once and talked to them. Thank you. Bear down.